We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so I'm going to do a little brief recruiting talk here. And I'm going to give you five players in the 25 class that are going to be I thought and there's a lot of different ways I thought about going in, into this. I could do who are the five most important players or who are the five best players or whatever the case may be. And Ryan will get into a lot of that stuff as he continues to break down the boards. But what I wanted to do today is give you my opinion on what I think are the most telling recruits in the 2025 class for offense. The, and, and I'll call them bellwethers. Y'all know I'm someone who I've, I've said in the past, I, I used to love following politics. I used to really get into to midterm elections and presidential elections and studying electoral votes and bellwether counties. And that phrase is, you know, so I would, I would think of it like there's this county in such and such state or there's this one state that it's gone for the winner of the presidency for, you know, so going back to the 1800s or something like that. Right. And so when this County goes, you kind of say, Hey, look, this is every year, every, you know, the presidency uh, goes, this County's voted for the winner. This County's in this guy won this late, whoever won, that's who's going to win the election. And so there's these bellwether recruits or states and or counties or states or whatever. And from a recruiting standpoint, it's a similar thing. It's, it's the, it's what are the, the things that are telling, and it's not so much about just adding a certain player that's talented. That's important. But what are the telling rec- 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 players? Telling meaning, okay, I know Notre Dame is, is really getting there as, an, as a recruiting staff if they get this guy because of this reason. If they're able to land this kid, wow, that's a, that's a, a big thing because of this reason. It, it tells us that Notre Dame is in a situation where they've got – they've got the ability to go out and say, Hey, we can go do what we need to do as a recruiting staff to make sure that our roster has the talent it needs to go out there and compete for a championship. And so that's what I want to kind of get to today. And I'm just going to, it's not so much uh, uh, importance. I'm going to go more by position, but I am going to start with two guys that are incredibly important. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And the first guy is Deuce Knight at quarterback. Now, there are other good quarterbacks in this class. There are. Bear Bachmeyer is a really good quarterback. If Notre Dame ended up with Bear Bachmeyer, it's a really good football player. But the reason I'm going with Deuce Knight as sort of the bellwether commit is really twofold. Number one, it's Bear uh, uh, Deuce is a highly ranked recruit. And Notre Dame needs to prove that they can go out and land two big-time quarterbacks in back-to-back years. Now, you could argue uh, – now, Notre Dame has done this in the past, but that was a completely different staff. I'm talking about this staff. Now, you could argue a couple things. Number one is you could argue that um, that Notre Dame did that already with Kenny Minchie and C.J. Carr. Well, the problem is twofold with that argument. Number one is I agree with you about Kenny Minchie. You all know this. I had Kenny as a top 100 player. Uh, SI 99 had Kenny as a top 100 player because both John Garcia and I both were very high on Kenny Minchie. But he wasn't considered a highly ranked guy by most. So he didn't have that same national appeal. It was a different situation. He flipped him from Pitt and he was in a private school, Tennessee. He wasn't getting recruited by the SEC schools. <clears throat> a little bit of a different deal. He just wasn't that big time name recruit, even though we all know he's a very talented recruit. That's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm referring to with Deuce is you could also, the second part is you could also say, well, Bear's a highly ranked guy as well. He's a borderline top 100 guy by a couple people. And that's true. But again, to me, it's it's more so about the twofold aspect of, of Deuce Knight. Number one is, yes, Bear is ranked high, but he's not ranked as high as Deuce by most. Deuce is ranked number 28 in the nation by on three. He's ranked number 55 by rivals. 
He's the number one dual threat quarterback in the nation, according to rivals. He's number two by ESPN. He's number 91 overall by ESPN. It's just a different level of recruit, number one. And so it tells us that this Notre Dame staff, with Marcus Freeman in charge, with now Gino Gadouli and Jared Parker, now they didn't land C.J. Carr, but they had to be able to convince C.J. to stay. They did. So can you then follow up Kenny and C.J. with a player like Deuce Knight, which means you're able to convince him that, yes, there is a talented depth chart in front of you, but here's why you need to still be a part of it because we can get you to your end goals. And I think that's a very telling thing about this recruiting staff. The second part is, you know, with, with all due respect, Bear Bachmeyer being in, in California, that's always been a pretty favorable area for Notre Dame. Uh, there's some other kids that are on the board for Notre Dame that are in more favorable areas. Notre Dame doesn't go into the South very often and get big-time quarterbacks. They don't go to the South very often and get quarterbacks, period. I think the last Southern quarterback, and I mean true South, so like to me, Tennessee's Southern, so you got Kenny Minchie from Tennessee. But Tennessee is, let's say it's more more Virginia than it is Mississippi or Georgia or Alabama or Louisiana, right? It's a different kind of South, right? And they just haven't gone into that state. As, as Ryan has pointed out, I believe the last quarterback from really the deep South that Notre Dame has gotten, you could look at Everett Golson in, in 2011. You could look at Tony Rice in 1988 as part of deep South or, you know, the deep South. Some people may consider it that. I'm more referring to like the Bama, the Mississippi, Louisiana. I think Eric Chappelle maybe back in the 90s. I know Jerry Jackson was from Mississippi back in the 90s. It's been a minute. And so to get him, it's more of looking at it from the standpoint of Louisiana. Arnez Battle was from Louisiana as well, I believe. So he would be one. But again, we're talking about the 90s, early 2000s. It's been a while. I always forget about Arnez because he moved to a receiver. So not only can you get a big-time quarterback for a second year in a row, which has great benefits to stocking your quarterback depth chart and ensuring that the quarterback position is going to be loaded. Uh, and people talking about – I'm talking about quarterbacks, y'all, not just any player. They got a kid from Mississippi like four years ago. I'm talking about quarterbacks. Uh, it's It's been a tougher road. And, and to get that back-to-back talented player like this in an era where you hope that the quarterback development is going to be better than it was under Kelly – where you got talented quarterbacks who just didn't develop, but also being able to go into the South. When you look at what Notre Dame did under Kelly, people say, we know Brian Kelly couldn't recruit quarterbacks. Well, he did for a while. He he was terrible at it at the end, but I mean, they went through a stretch. They got Everett Golson in 11. You got Gunnar Keel in 12. You've got Malik Zaire in 13. You got Deshaun Kaiser in 14. And you got Brandon Wimbush in 15. That's a heck of a five-year run. The problem is you couldn't, you couldn't develop those players, but those quarterbacks were from – South Carolina, who didn't have an offer from Clemson or any other SEC powers and Ever Golson. You your 2012 quarterback was from Indiana. Your 13 and 14 quarterbacks were from Ohio. And your 15 quarterback was from a private school in New Jersey. Those are all very, very pro Notre Dame areas outside of South Carolina. And and so this is going into somebody else's backyard, the SEC's backyard. You're gonna have to beat Lane Kiffin out for him. You're gonna have to beat Josh Heupel out for him. Uh, that to me says a lot about Notre Dame's ability to recruit at an elite level at the position that's most important to recruit at an elite level if you're Notre Dame. So that's a very, very telling recruitment. Number two for me is Taylor Taylor from Geneva, Illinois. Geneva is a very is a very close region to Notre Dame. It's two, two and a half hours away. 
it's considered a backyard area for Notre Dame. There's no doubt. But here's the deal. Notre Dame has not consistently gone and landed big-time players in their backyard. They did that with Cam Williams recently. That's a big one. But let's not forget that Cam Williams wasn't considered a big-time player when Notre Dame got him. He's turned into one. So that made it a smart pickup for Notre Dame. They kind of got ahead of everybody else. Michigan really wanted him, but the national schools hadn't gotten on Cam yet when Notre Dame did. It was before his junior year blow-up. Smart recruiting. But can you go into Illinois and beat them for the best kids? The reality is, is Notre Dame went toe-to-toe with other national powers and regional powers for a five-star kid out of Illinois in the 2024 class, and they lost. That's Justin Scott. Because when Justin made his decision, he was considered a big-time player. Now, I'm not going to dismiss getting Cam Williams because I'm not going to punish Notre Dame for being on Cam before everybody else did. But it's really about, can you go beat the big boys for the big-time kids in your region? And the track record from Notre Dame has been a little bit spotty in that regard in the last couple of years. And what Notre Dame needs to get to, it's been that way for a while now, what Notre Dame needs to get to is when there's a kid from their, from basically what you need to do if you're Notre Dame is you need to be able to take a, you know, an imaginary wall, right? Remember, if, for any of you that watched the, the, the U documentaries, they called it the state of Miami. And so, like, they basically created a map, and I think it was, like, up through, like, the Orlando corridor, Everything down, they didn't call that Florida. They called that the state of Miami, meaning they had to dominate that region. For Notre Dame, you have to be able to take a map and essentially kind of put Chicago and the surrounding communities about 30 to 45 minutes out of Chicago, all the way down to Indianapolis, up through Fort Wayne and over to South Bend, and basically say, if there's a big-time player from that region, we get them. And to me, the 25 class is your next chance to prove that, and there's no player that's more important to that than Taylor Taylor on offense. Then there's several reasons for that. Number one is is what I just explained. But number two, you've got to get big-time skill players out of your backyard. It is hard for Notre Dame to get – it's harder for Notre Dame to get the big-time skill players for other states because most of those players are not in your backyard. You've got to go down to Georgia. You've got to go down to Florida. You've got to go down to Texas. I mean, Notre Dame signed four really talented receivers in the state of 20 in the class of 23. We love that receiver class. Three kids from Texas and one kid from California. You look at the 24 class, you've got one kid from Illinois, big time player. The other kid was from Georgia. He ends up flipping to Georgia Tech. Why? Because he won't go away from home, right? Well, that won't be a problem for Taylor and Taylor. And if you want to understand uh, a little bit of that, you know, go read Ryan's update, uh, Intel update on the Irish Breakdown message board, the Champions Lounge, because he talks about his visit plans and, you know, kind of what they are and 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 those type of things. But you've got – there's no worry about Taylor and Taylor being a – you know, if he commits in our name, why? I don't want to be close to home. Where's he going to go? Northwestern? You know what I mean? Like, Notre Dame is close to home. Uh, you know, so you don't have to worry about that. Your other commit in the class is from North Carolina. And so to me, when you've got a big-time skill player in your backyard and you're going against Ohio State, guess what? Ohio State's cleaned your clock for those type of players. Clean your clock. Can you beat them for him? Can you beat Michigan for him, who's done very well in Chicago? Uh, The reality is, is if Justin Scott didn't pick Ohio State the day he committed, folks, I promise you, he wasn't picking Notre Dame. He was going to pick Michigan. So they fell behind both of those teams for Justin Scott. So – you to me, getting Taylor Taylor is a bellwether recruitment because I would argue there's no natural pull to Notre Dame for Taylor Taylor. Meaning, you know, there's no family situation, there's no coach that played at Notre Dame, there's no other reason than just 
they're local, but they 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 you have to out recruit those teams. You have to give him a pitch that's going to work for him, and you've got to recruit your butt off. There's no there's no. It's like with Brett Bronte Johnson. Bronte wanted to go to Notre Dame from the beginning. It was about making it work, but he always wanted to go to Notre Dame. I think Taylor Taylor and and we've got Ryan's at the in the bottom kind of kind of doing producing, and and I'm curious if he agrees with this comment or not, but. To me, I think Taylor Taylor likes Notre Dame. They're in his top group of schools, but there's not this natural affinity where, like, I grew up wanting to go to Notre Dame, and now they just need to not screw it up. It's he likes Notre Dame like he likes Michigan, like he likes Ohio State. It's the it's more of, of a regional school along with others, but there's not this natural affinity for Notre Dame like Cam Williams had, uh, like some other players had. They're going to have to win this recruitment. And so to me, uh, that's going to be the thing that's going to be key because there's Georgia's after him, Oklahoma's after him, all these schools all over the country are after him. And right now, I do think Notre Dame is considered by a lot of people outside to be the team to beat. But the more teams realize Taylor, Taylor is a little bit more open than your typical player. And that's what happened with Justin Scott. Early on, a lot of big schools didn't get on Justin because they felt he was a Notre Dame lock. That's why Ohio State was late getting on him. That's why Georgia was late getting on him. But then when they realized he was open, that's when all of a sudden these schools got in and, and ended up passing Notre Dame. They're going to find that out about Taylor, and, and that's going to start getting even more schools on him. Notre Dame's going to have to win it. If they are able to win it, it not only do you add a big-time player, but it's another example, along with Kingston and a couple other guys, of you being able to go toe-to-toe with the big boys and say, nope, this one's ours. And so to me, that's why that's a big bellwether recruit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 
That's GameTime.co. I'm going to throw James Flanagan in there too, uh, simply because I've, I view James Flanagan as being closer to Emmett Mosley than, let's say, Bryce Young when it comes to uh, the, the the child of a an alum. Meaning, the impression I get is that James is not going to pick Notre Dame because his dad played there. James is going to pick Notre Dame because he feels it's the best place for him. I would even argue, based on some intel that I've received over the last year, that initially I think there was a little bit of a hesitancy with Notre Dame because of the thought of, well, are they just recruiting me because my dad went there? I think he likes Wisconsin a lot. I know he likes Stanford a lot. And and so to me, this is one where not, not only is it a need now because of what the, the most recent events at the position, but I think it, it, it's a it's a recruit that you've got to really lock take steps towards locking down the Midwest. And these next two kids are, are going to be important to that. The other one being Owen Strebig. And the reason I'm putting these two kids together is number one, I think they're both very talented players. Uh, they're two kids who who uh, like Notre Dame, but you have to win their recruitments. But the other thing is, if you look at the state of Wisconsin, in most in recent years, the state of Wisconsin has been recruit has been producing a lot more high level players. Uh, and if Notre Dame can dip into that state with some consistency, that's going to give you some dudes now. And and you look at Billy Shrouf two years ago. Uh, you look at this this upcoming class. Uh, you you talk about the running back in twenty four, Corey Smith, who's going to Penn State, very talented player. Uh, there's some really talented players from. I mean, Wisconsin, I think, has produced three kids for Penn State's recruiting class, two or three kids for Penn State's recruiting class. If Notre Dame can start consistently getting the best of the best out of the state of Wisconsin, that's going to really increase their talent base, in my opinion. And if you can start going toe to toe with Luke Fickle in his backyard, that's another sort of bellwether recruitment for me that says this Notre Dame staff is 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 really serious about getting things started. My fifth bellwether is a little bit of a different one. And this one is more about, it's not even a specific player. It's a position and it's a couple players that I have in mind. What, what we don't know yet about this Notre Dame staff, and especially the offensive line coach, Joe Rudolph, is we know he can get kids kind of out of his backyard. Did that with Styles Prescott. We know he can have some success with kids that are in sort of the Notre Dame region. We're seeing that with Gearby Lambert. He went into Georgia and got a kid in Anthony Knapp. Okay, Southern kid. But again, you didn't beat any of the big boys. You didn't beat Georgia for him. You didn't beat Bama. You didn't beat Clemson. Those teams weren't recruiting Anthony Knapp. Notre Dame's going to have to prove they can go into non-Notre Dame areas and get big-time offensive linemen. Now, it's not so much that you have to do it from a volume standpoint. It's not even about you've got to get three or four. You've got to get a guy every year, but you have to show the ability to do it at the offensive line position because you can't always rely on pro Notre Dame areas. You can't always rely on your region, your backyard being filled with those top players. And there's a couple kids I have in mind here, and and they're both going to be tough. They're going to, both going to be tough gets. Neither of them are going to be guys that, that that I even would predict Notre Dame to get. But how they do in this recruitment, especially if they're able to win 
one of these recruitments, it's going to tell us a lot about whether or not Joe Rudolph really has the chops to build the the talent at Notre Dame the way that he needs to. And those two recruits to me on the offensive line, again, we're not talking about most important, talking about bellwether. There's really two kids for me. One is David Sanders because he's, uh, I wouldn't call that South. It's more like, you know, the, the mid East of the, of the East coast, but it's still Southern ish, but more so because he's a big time player that in a lot of instances should be kind of a Notre Dame caliber kid. He's a really good student at a really good private school in North Carolina. Notre Dame's done very well in that region. But right now, you're not getting much interest from him. And he's an elite, elite player. And the other kid is Josh Petty. Josh Petty is a really talented kid. Uh, I think Ryan would tell you that there's a lot of things about him that make you think he's a Notre Dame type of kid, meaning he's a kid that would fit in well at Notre Dame, will like Notre Dame. But he's also being recruited by a lot of big-time programs. And if you're going to get a kid like that, you've got to go toe-to-toe with the best teams in the, in the South to get him. And we don't know that Joe Rudolph can do that. And if he's able to do that, then I think that tells me that Notre Dame has a offensive line coach that can do what it takes to get the best of the best. Because the best of the best can't always be the best from your region. The best from your region is going to get you three-quarters of the way there. But to get to that final part, you've got to maybe sometimes go outside of your region. When you look at some of the, the big-time offensive lines that Notre Dame has had, a lot of times there's been that kind of guy. Not always. Uh, but you look at the 2017 offensive line. You know, Sam Mustafer was from an area that you have not had a lot of success with. I consider that partially this area, that that type of thing. But you had guys you had to beat the big boys for, even in some of the more pro-Notre Dame areas. I mean, you had to beat big-time programs for Quentin Nelson. You had to. You had to beat big-time programs to get Alex Bars, who's from Tennessee. That's not really a pro-Notre Dame area. You say, well, his dad played in Notre Dame. Yes, yeah, dad played in Notre Dame, and his two older brothers played at Michigan and Penn State, right? So it wasn't a lock he was going to go to Notre Dame. You had to win that battle. Uh, when you look at Ronnie Stanley in the 2015 team, he was a kid from Nevada. He was not a pro Notre Dame area. You've got to be able to get some of those guys. Aaron Banks on the 2020 offensive line. You had to go out to California and beat the West Coast schools to get him. That's a big one. You had to go outside of your comfort zone to get some of those players. Those are important parts of putting a big-time offensive line together. And Notre Dame has to be willing to do that and able to do that at times doesn't need to be the base of what you do. The base of what you do is going to be your backyard. It's going to be Illinois. It's going to be Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Jersey, Wisconsin, hopefully. And that's why guys like Owen Strebig is really important. He's a very talented, physical offensive lineman. If you can go into the state of Wisconsin and beat Wisconsin for him, that's huge. That's not something I mean, we kind of almost like chalk Owen Strebig up as like, well, yeah, they're going to win that one. Well, number one, he hasn't decided yet. So we don't know that they're going to definitely win that one. Number one. Number two, even if they do win that one, that's still an accomplishment. You still had to beat Wisconsin for that kid and some other big time schools for that kid. And so, but that's, but that's a backyard type of kid. You've got to win those battles. That's important. That's number one. That's why I listed him before the second one. But the other one is, is important. You've got to be able to go outside of your region and get some big time players. It doesn't always have to be a David Sanders type, but it's it, maybe it's a Josh Petty type. You know, and Josh Petty isn't it doesn't have the recruiting ranking of David Sanders, but but let me tell you, if you haven't seen Josh Petty play yet, folks, he is a very, very talented player from the state of Georgia. Very talented player. He's a top hundred recruit at this point in time. Uh, big time player. You've got to be able to go get a kid like that. Right now, they're not really in the picture there. They're trying to get him up for visit. If they can do that, that's great. But there are other guys like that that if they're able to get in with one of those two guys. 
and or if there's another kid that gets on the board at some point in time and have success with those type of players, then Notre Dame's going to have a chance to have a really, really good uh, offensive line situation moving forward, like from not just a coaching standpoint, but also from an elite talent standpoint. So those are my five bellwether recruits that are going to tell us a lot about the ability of this staff to go out there and put together another elite offensive offensive class in the class of 2025.